This is Agile. An ATB podcast dedicated to sharing stories and providing insights on all things Agile. With your host, Michelle Compton. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of This is Agile. Today we have James Gamage and Ryan Baker joining us to discuss ATB's Agile principles. Hello everyone, thanks for joining me. Good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm great, thanks. I'm excited to talk about this. Cool. Good. Let's start with some introductions. James, you're back. I'm Welcome back. back. I know, like a bad penny. Um, <laughs> yeah, so James Gamage, uh, head up the drive towards Agile within Transformation. And uh, I'm Ryan Baker. I lead our autonomous banking team within the customer experience group, and we're responsible for the ATB virtual assistant. All right, let's jump into our episode topic. So we're here to discuss the ATB Agile principles. The Agile Manifesto has four key values and 12 principles, and it's the core of Agile development, and it drives Agile organizations everywhere. So why are we reinventing the wheel? I'll take that one. Yes, the Agile Manifesto was developed, I think, in 2001. A group of Agile practitioners got together and created a manifesto for Agile software development. The four values were individuals and interactions over processes and tools, working software over comprehensive documentation, customer collaboration over contract negotiation, and responding to change over following a plan. Those were very agile focused and were for really designed for organizations who are starting out in, on an agile journey. Where we're slightly different at ATB is, you know, we've made a conscious effort when thinking about agile is thinking about how we integrate it with the strategy that we have, the very strong vision we have that's encapsulated with the story and the very strong values that we show in our day-to-day work. So what we didn't really want to do is use those values and challenge the existing values that we have. And actually the existing values that we have are very much aligned with the organizational culture and the strategy of the organization and actually fit very nicely within uh, an agile way of working. And a lot of you know the values and the principles you see in the agile manifesto are actually captured in the ATB uh, agile principles couple of specifics. One, the Agile Manifesto principles are based around uh, software development. And we we do a little bit more than that at ATB. So we want Agile to be a bigger part of our organization. And if we look at mapping those across individuals and interactions over processes and tools, and one of the Agile principles is business people and developers must work together daily throughout the project. We've captured that within a couple of our principles, one being Everyone on the squad is responsible for the initiative and accountable for its success and no silos. We work together, we're empowered, collaborative, multidisciplinary and autonomous. We wanted to create something that fitted really strongly with our strategy and culture. And, you know, we wanted something that worked with AT, uh, worked for ATB, thinking beyond software itself. The fourth Agile Manifesto principle is respond to change. So it would be not very agile of us not to respond to the changing workplace and uh, think about Agile in our own way. When you sat down and decided, okay, let's do some ATB Agile principles, what sort of things did you consider? These weren't created in a darkened room working by candlelight. These were <laughs> a collaborative approach. Within Transformation, we have an Agile Champions group, and those are senior leaders within each of the pillars within Transformation. We have Sean Ballard and Janice Shugura from CX, for example, Katie Peppercorn from Digital, Chandra from Data, John Matsy Kiss from Tech Enablement, 
and Chet Matchett from Innovation. We got together as an Agile Champions group and looked at the Agile principles and values and looked to create our own version. And we workshopped that and came out with something that we felt worked quite well. You know, we put that out at the same time as the Agile training material that we communicated about in January, February time. And we've had really good feedback about them. That said, and to Ryan's point, in the interest of being Agile, we're, we're completely open to adding to them and adjusting to them over time. But at the moment, they seem pretty well solidified. That segues great into my next question, because I'd love to hear about, you know, some of the principles and what they look like day to day at ATB. Can you guys give me some examples and talk to that? We run two Agile teams here at ATB, two squads. One of them is our ATB development squad for the ATB virtual assistant. They focus on the delivery of experience APIs that are essentially the fuel for the engine. Our second scrum is that engine itself or is the car chassis, if you will. And they are our vendor who provide all of our front end UI and UX for that ATB virtual assistant experience. And so we work collaboratively uh, individually with those teams and collaboratively across those two teams in order to fuel all of our experiences. Those agile principles come into play in pretty much everything we do. The first principle being that we do things to meet customers' needs. The priority is always what does the customer need most? And so as uh, if I put my product manager hat on, sometimes that product manager, according to kind of the agile definitions we have at ATB, they live outside the squad. And that's for good reason, because they can spend the time listening, forecasting, understanding what customers need. Then I'll, with my team, sometimes take my product manager hat off, put my product owner hat on and jump into the squad and be able to represent those customer needs um, and, and help both the UI and UX team as well as the development team really understand what they're building for. What is the vision and what is each individual story's vision in order to achieve an overall better customer experience? Uh, so that first principle is paramount. And it's something that actually isn't only for the product team. If you can instill that delight, that behavior to really focus on customer needs across everyone on the team, not only do you have a shared vision and a shared goal, but a really strong culture for the team uh, that reflects ATB's principles, the Agile principles, and ultimately leads to some great success. Principle of data being used to define and measure our success. I think that can be seen in two ways. One is making sure that you identify the right metrics for success. How do you prove and, and show that customers are happier, that the experience is getting better? But I also want to think about that as how do you use data to fuel the experience you're looking to build. We hear a lot from our customers and we talk a lot at ATV about building proactive and anticipatory experiences. And what I'm really proud of is what the virtual assistant team has been able to do working with internal stakeholders, sharing that vision in terms of using um, internal data models and, and our data team to fuel experiences that customers love. So not only are we satisfying the agile principles by following them and listening, we're actually working with internal teams, breaking down those silos to use data to fuel experiences. I, I could go on for hours. There's so much that we do every day that takes inspiration from the Agile principles and we're really beholden to them to, as, a, as a, a big North Star for us to, to keep focused. You mentioned about working with a vendor mm -hmm. um, and a lot of squads within ATB will be working with vendors. And, and how, how easy has it been to get them to buy into the principles of how we're going to develop? So it, we were lucky. Our vendor is fantastic. Um, they operate in an agile manner as well. 
So the integration uh, was less cumbersome than some others might experience. However, I do know that there'll be some on the some listening to this who may have had troubles integrating with vendors, taking our agile approach and bringing it to them. I, I think that the best advice I could provide, if, if that's what we're thinking about here, the best advice I could provide is um, to approach that vendor with empathy um, and really a level of compassion because we're lucky to have Agile at ATV. It makes my life better. It makes my work better. And I, I can speak on behalf of our team that it makes their lives works better as well. And I think that a lot of vendors and the companies we work with don't know that positivity. They don't know that empowerment. And we ask them to do things in an agile manner. If we can understand from their perspective why that may be difficult, we can actually help them in their own work maneuver into a more agile mindset. But I think uh, similar to the way we approach our customers, the first thing that it takes to make that better relationship with the vendor is to approach it with compassion and empathy and really understand what is the root of the problem. Why can they not operate in a more agile way? There's always going to be a bottleneck and it may be the vendor. It may be the way they operate as a company, but that doesn't mean that there's not a way forward and it doesn't mean that we can't help them be more agile in the work we do together. And do you guys have any suggestions or recommendations for folks and how they can adopt the ATB Agile principles or live them more fully? I might share something from my personal life. Um, not uh, I was joking before about telling my life story, but I learned something really interesting the other day. And I was, I was reading it in a leadership book, and it was the idea of, of a leader is someone who displays confidence as a function of vulnerability. So confidence is not beating your chest and always being right and being the loudest person in the room. Mm. Confidence is having the vulnerability to be aware of yourself, be aware of others, and admit that you may not be right, you may not have the answer, you may be wrong. And that vulnerability brings people together. It allows you to be a human, a peer, and a support vessel for others. And so I think that as we go about on this agile journey, um, I would encourage everyone to be confident in that way because there's not a single person in the world and not a single company that's perfect. We shouldn't strive to be perfect. We should just strive to be better. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be humble and learn from each other every day. Yeah. One of the things we're ad advocating within Agile and one of the things that was in the IBM training material was that the essence of a sort of a behavioral contract yes. if i can call it yeah. that you could pin these agile principles on the wall and aim to to work to them that you need to get down to sort of tangibles about how you're going to behave and work as a team don't forget a very very important part of running an agile scrum is the uh, retrospective so the retrospective that should happen at the end of at the end of every sprint where you review and you're you're vulnerable and as a group you review what went well and what went badly and it's a very open, collaborative environment where you review what went well. And if you feel you, as though you've slipped away from one of the agile principles in that time, that's an opportunity to, to do a course correct. So I think, you know, there's, there's the principles themselves and there's practical applications. Retros are a really interesting thing. I think that every team should engage them. I think they should be regular. There's going to be a period where retros will be awkward. And I think that's okay. When we first started our Agile teams, we weren't doing them enough. Mm -hmm. And things were going okay. Like we were working, we were producing, we were um, shipping product. Then we started doing retros with more frequency and we put more respect into the retros. And what that really meant is we put more respect into each other. Our velocity increased, the humanity within our team increased. I would encourage everyone to read up on retros. There's a few different ways of running them, and I think that you can find the right one for your team. At the beginning, it may be a bit awkward. 
you need to hold people to account. Make sure that you send out pre-read for them. People understand what you're going to be talking about or why. I think the most important thing as you start removing that awkwardness and infusing respect into your retros is to make sure that there's accountability. You don't just do a retro and then say, thanks, it's over. You actually have time in the subsequent retro or maybe a separate meeting, maybe sprint planning, whatever it may be, where you actually review the action mm -hmm. items that were discovered in the previous retro and make sure that they're acted on over time. In my opinion, that is probably the most important part of the whole agile process. Absolutely. Especially coming back to your vendor relationship mm. question. I think maybe that's an agile technique, which most vendors won't be used to, especially if they don't operate in an agile way. So, so the value is obviously there for your team. Let's take a deep breath for an hour or two hours, whatever it might be. And let's talk about what went wrong, what went right, what could be done better next time, whatever format you ascribe it to. A retro is a deep breath. It's a, it should be a place where you can take a deep breath, calm down, and really think meta, like think above the day-to-day -day work and really try to understand how you can make everyone's lives better. And asking a vendor to do that, in my experience, it's been revelatory for them. Every vendor is just a whole bunch of other humans trying to do their jobs. Is there anything else that you guys want to say before we end the episode? Yeah, I, I want to thank you for the opportunity to chat and maybe just share with the audience how excited I am about our progress. The teams that I work with across the organization have embraced this and are really um, wanting to, to be better at this. So thank you everyone uh, who's listening for your effort and your passion. And um, I look forward to working with you. Thank you so much. And thanks, of course, to the listeners for tuning in. This has been episode five of This is Agile, because life is too short to build something no one wants. Thank you for listening to ATB's podcast of Agile. For more information on this podcast, reach out to Michelle Compton. Her email address is mcompton at atb.com.